Hi, everybody. Welcome to Tatva Tuesdays. This is Lindsay Warwick. I am the conduit on YouTube as well as Spotify. Um, the Tatva Tuesday series, uh, we are doing interviews with spiritual people. Uh, talking about how they got onto their spiritual path as well as their spiritual offerings that they have. This week, I have uh, a friend of mine, Tammy Foster. She is a Kundalini luminary as well as a galactic dream spell expert. So the galactic dream spell works in conjunction with the Mayan calendar. Uh, Tammy has been such a huge influence uh, to me on my spiritual journey since meeting her years ago in Costa Rica. So I am super grateful to have her uh, on the podcast this week. So thank you so much, Tammy. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be with you, mama. Yes. I love, I love having our little chat down. So this is perfect. Yes, so do I. I feel like our conversations are always so epic. Oh, yeah. You were a huge influence to me when I lived in Costa Rica. Um, I took your Kundalini classes and they were very uh, life-changing and also had some readings with you, uh, the destiny card, uh, the human design. You are just a wealth of knowledge. Um, and so where would you like to start today? Uh, to Where would you like to start the discussion today? Like, just would love to know how you got even into yoga, or if you even want to go there, if you'd prefer to talk about the a galactic dream spell. Um, well, <clears throat> I think we can start, we can start with yoga if you want, because really there's, they, they kind of intertwine together. So, um, let's see here. I think it was, I was about, I was early thirties. So that was 20 years ago. I was in a corporate job. I mean, it's really the, the, the funny, the funny story that we all hear nowadays, but in a corporate job, I actually was working at that time in my early thirties for Banana Republic as a manager. And so, you know, that kind of drill, I kind of got into it because I knew that, um, a, I was a single parent. So I knew I needed something that would definitely pay all my bills and that kind of like machinery goes on in everyone's head that's moved into corporate. And so at one point in time, I, it actually was in my Saturn return around 28 that I decided like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, I don't know if I can be a part of this systematic me mechanical system. And my soul was pushing me for sure. So I started, I, I asked a friend if she wanted to do a, like an extended yoga certification with me. Like I was like, you want to join? And we did this certification together and it, and it was in Hatha yoga and that was amazing. So that's how I started out. And I remember when we were in this um, certification course together, I was always the one that was like, they were like, does anyone have a class put together? And, and I was always like, I am. And, and I'm, not, I'm not always like that, but I definitely, it seemed to me that yoga was a path that it was meant for me. I'm not the most like flexible person. It's not like that. You know, I haven't been that uh, flexible in my life, even with my mind, actually, I have a Virgo rising. So I'm a little bit like, you know, staunch in my way. So it was really useful for me to have a yogic practice and understand all the 
you know, the different limbs of yoga, et cetera. How I got my certification was a pretty in-depth training. But I remember she gave me, the owner of the studio gave me classes right off the cuff. And she was like, you're ready. And I remember thinking to myself, great, this is a way for me to intertwine me delivering the galactic dream spell to people. That is the reason that I really went to yoga so that I could start to deliver this magical timekeeping system that I was learning early, early on, earlier than my yoga. And I was able to deliver it in the classes, kind of like everyone reads a little sonnet in the beginning of class or at the end of class for yoga. I was always talking about the galactic dream spell. So it was a segue for me to get um, the word out on the, on the street, if you will, about galactic timing. So I think I spent about a year and a half doing Hatha yoga classes and it just wasn't enough for me. And a friend came over that was uh, a super, super good friend to me. And she kept saying, I've got this uh, like VHS tape. And so it dates me obviously, but that's all right. I'm okay with my age and time. And uh, she's like, you got to do it early in the morning. And I was like, no way, I'm not doing it early in the morning. <laughs> and she's like, no, that's when the hour, the like they call it the Amrit Vela, which is the nectar hour for the practice when all the lights are still like the early 4.30 in the morning hours when sadhana practice is really committed to and the Kundalini practices. So she's like, you got to do it. You got to check this, this way out. And I did one round of Kundalini yoga and it was absolutely no question. That's the direction I wanted to go in. And from there on out, I just started practicing, 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 taking it in, practicing, studying, getting books and diving in. And yeah, before no time, I had um, totally decided to pack up my entire house, sell everything off and move to Costa Rica early, early in 2003, four, and start teaching yoga, start offering my services to the planet in a place that I'd always dreamt about going. So yeah, that's how I got started. And then fast forward, it's, I spent years and years, decades in Costa Rica in a little small town that has loads of tourism and um, just with packed classes. I was the only Kundalini teacher at the time. Now we have loads in that town, but um, the only only Kundalini teacher at the time. So it was super fun. I got to deliver all the galactic dream spell messages and really have people like drop in with me mm. to understand, you know, what this version of time looks like. And with that, I can deliver a little bit about what that, what that version of time looked like for me. Right. Like for instance, today is a yellow solar human. I love that we're recording on this day because I'm guided by the human and the human's all about free will. Yes. Okay. And the solar tones predominantly about realizations and, you know, really realizing that we are free will agents here to be living in a sovereign divinity at every moment. So I love that you planned it on this day and it, it makes a perfect segue to talk about the galactic calendar. Should I go forward? Well, I just wanted to comment that you, I thank you for sharing that story with me. Um, 
about your journey and yoga and how you ended up in Costa Rica. And it's funny to me that you said that you're not very flexible because there's something that I say as a yoga teacher that I learned from your class in Costa Rica. And you said one time, if you have a flexible spine, you'll have a flexible mind. And it's something that has always stuck with me. And I do often say that in my yoga classes, I just got chills. By the yeah, way. me too. Uh, mm-hmm. I just got chills. Um, yes, yes. Oh, for sure. Um, God, your classes were just so beautiful um, in Costa Rica. And I also remember doing the Kriyas and some Tantra activities, like partner work, like eye gazing. And it just opened me up. I mean, that whole experience in Costa Rica opened me up. (laughs) We did not have to go into that, but you were, you were a blessing. And you know who I thought of this morning Uh, and last night was Annie because that's how I, Annie, that's how I got in touch with you. Yes. This, amazing being who read my birth chart years ago and put me in touch with you. And, you know, you and I have been friends ever since. So I definitely felt her spirit last night and this morning, like knowing that we were going to talk about this. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love to know like what, so you said today is a yellow solar a, human. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow solar human. Yeah, yep. and they're all about free will mean? and influentialness. We today is a day where galactically, like as a as a whole, we're working as a whole. The whole planet's working as a whole. And if we see my version of time, is I can look at this. Of course, I can follow. I, I need to follow the Gregorian calendar because I have to pay debt, and that's why it was built. the The Gregorian calendar that we're all following was based on debt and collection. In the Julian era, it was created in order to create some form of a discipline for people to get paid. And so if, we're, if we think about that, what's that collectively saying for us as a, as, a, as a total? We're really working off a system that's a mechanical system versus an organic system that's based on exact alignment of the moon cycles. So for instance, let me just, I'm backtracking a little bit, but I'll go into um, a little bit more of the human, but it's all about influentialness. So this is, we're spot on today because we will probably influence some people being on this, especially because we have a good bond together anyway. Um, but if we look back at the calendar system that is, is normally followed, this Gregorian calendar, we can look at all any, any month you want, January, February, March, April, May, to be honest with you, I've never figured out in 51 years, what month has 30, what month has 31. I don't know the songs that they teach in school. I never was very interested in that. Okay. So most people say that. So, um, what does that do to our mind? It skews the mind. And so if our mind is skewed, that means our time is skewed. And if our time is skewed, our manifestations are off. And our synchronic order is off. So in the dream spell calendar, time is the universal factor of synchronization. So if we follow timekeeping in a way that, um, you know, is in alignment with the exact alignment of the moon and stars in real time, then we get magic that unfolds every day with a lot less work. 
over the course of the last couple of decades, I've found that my synchronic order is just like out of this world, out of this world. People are always like, how did you manifest that? And it's, you know, I'm, I'm not taking extra courses on manifesting in any way. This is just the, when I follow this form of time tracking, I can still keep up to date with how I need to pay my bills, et cetera, because those things are in order. Um, but I can look at time and off of the irregular calendar system because it affects deeply how our beats of our whole world go. Like the beat is off when we're following the Gregorian calendar. Let me just say this. If we look at the months of, let's call it July. July is the month that I'm born in. That is, uh, if we track back to when the calendar was born in the Gregor in the Julian era, Julius Caesar, right? In that era, it was born. It was put together probably by a scribe that someone said, "All right, how are we gonna, how are we gonna bring all this together? We got to get paid, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm just guessing, right? We got to get paid." <laughs> and um, Julius Caesar was like, "All right," someone said to him, a scribe probably said, "You know, let's create this." offbeat calendar that kind of skews the mind of people. Because if we put 28 on one and 30 on another and 31 on another, and then hop out on um, one month, just they just pull out a whole, you know, a pull out a whole sequence in February, right? So wow. Okay, what does that say? Right? So if we look at July, it's basically he said, All right, give me Julius Caesar, I want to be named one of those months. I'm a big badass. So they gave him July and then he's like, oh, you know what? Give my son one too, but give him the one behind me, August, Augustus Caesar. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. So then you go into September and we look at September, but in Latin, September means seven, but it's the ninth month. And then you go into October and what does oct mean? It means eight, eight. and it's the 10th month. And then if you go into November, nueve means nine, and it's the 11th month that you're following. And December is the 12th month in the Gregorian calendar. Dis, dies yeah. means 10, 10, but it's the 12th month. So I don't know if we should mic drop right now or later, <laughs> but boom. Yeah, like that's, it's real. It's the, the system is skewed. So it's not like I'm on a rally to make sure everybody understands that. I'd rather people just get into the timekeeping system that works more with the perfect sequences of the moon cycles, which is what I'm following. In the Galactic Dream Spell, we follow 28-day sequences. So it helps us because that's the natural rhythm of the biodynamics of the earth, right? That's the natural rhythm. So if you're in natural rhythm, even if you're a woman, you know, listening to this, you know what a moon cycle is for sure. Oh, totally. And, and the moon cycles are based on 28 day sequences, right? And we release properly each month. And when we release, we feel better. And so if there's not a time when it's, it's a natural time for release and they've got us, you know, kind of locked into 31 and 30 and 28 and 29, I don't even know. Wow. I can't believe people aren't, you know, like jumping for joy when they see this calendar. And a lot of people are, it's just interesting because it's, it's a, it's a timekeeping mechanism that keeps you in alignment with the stars. That's why it's called the galactic dream spell. Cause we're breaking 
the spell that's been put on us essentially. And it, it's not so, you know, I wouldn't, it's, it's, it sounds so dynamic when the word spell is put into anything because people equate it with some form of crafts of some sort, but really we're just crafting our way back to our organic self. For instance, you're an overtone sun. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a yellow overtone sun, which I know that's what I am, but I I don't recall exactly what it means. Well, we have 20 different t- tribes that we work with in the galactic calendar and I'll backtrack a little. We work with two 260-day sequences, which is a real the, the real depth of it, like getting on an easy level for this podcast. 260-day sequences, which is the exact amount of time that it would take to from conception to birth. 260 days is the amount of a mother conceiving the baby and then going to full term, give or take a couple of days. Each mom has a different, you know, sequence, but 260 days is, is the perfect amount for birth. Wow. Okay. And we work with, if you take the 20 tribes that are offered in the galactic calendar, the different families, if you will, that you can be born in, you were born in the sun group, the sun tribe. And then you take 13, which are the amount of exact moon cycles that rotate around the earth. It's not 12, it's 13. If you take 20 tribes and 13, you, you do the math on those 20 times 13 is 260. And so it's an exact alignment, this calendar system with, again, the, the rotation of the stars. So it makes like this perfection each time that you dive into it and it can bring the most, it takes this irregular calendar and kind of like moves it over to the side a little bit so that we can really see our galactic selves, which is kind of, you know, in a way being pushed down. Now people are pushing down what we we're supposed to see Hmm. and in many different levels on the planet at this moment. So this calendar system for me has been the softest way for me to educate my daughter as well. I homeschooled for quite a bit of my daughter's upbringing. She's your age. And um, yeah, she, I started teaching her the galactic dream spell very early on and she's just as proficient as I am. So in her, her level of manifestation is off the chart, it's off the chart because she just naturally waves in and I have grandsons, my oldest grandson's totally into this calendar. So it's just amazing. It's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about your white, um, I mean, your yellow overtone sun. So there's four tribes that we work with in the galactic calendar, the red tribe, the white tribe, the blue tribe and the yellow tribe. So I look, I like to look at it as a fire that's um, yeah, like a fire for alchemical transmutation for sure. But the red, the red tribe are the embers of the fire. Obviously they're nice and red and stoking, but they initiate the fire. So they're initiators. They step in and they initiate, you know, next new projects. They are idea makers and it's amazing. The, the, the red tribes are the people that you want to have on your marketing team, right? You know, if you were in that type, um, of business. The white tribe comes next because it's the smoke. You got to blow on the embers to get the, the smoke going, right? That's just how it works. So the white tribe are the refiners. They refine 
what's happening. And they're also considered the Wi-Fi connection to spirits because that's what smoke is. And so they're quite mystical in their own right. Obviously you can turn smoke into so many different figures too. You've seen it throughout your life. And, um, and then we go up to the blue, the blue um, tribe, the blue families are all about the alchemy. So that's where you, the, the, the fire's already started. We blew on it, the smoke built it and refined it. And then you get up to the blue area and that's where the fire's already rolling. But if you put your marshmallow in the area that's really blue, it's the alchemical part. And so it will transform something very quickly from one, you know, one solid to mushy, obviously, if you put your marshmallow in there. So it's an alchemical force. So they're the transformers. So they help to transform things and bring them into a whole nother level, essentially, to put it easily. I love to work with the blue because they make shit happen. They make shit happen. All of us do. But really the blue is where uh, if I needed somebody to make some things happen and I had a choice of the different tribes, I think I'd go for a blue for sure. And then we get to the yellow and I'm a yellow too, because I'm a yellow (laughs) self-existing warrior. And um, then you get to our yellow tribe and that's the the fire. When people roll up, they're like, oh my God, it's so, it's so beautiful. The fire (laughs) is so beautiful, but nobody's talking about the embers and the smoke and the alchemy that went into it. They're talking about you know, this big, massive, beautiful, glowing fire that creates heat. So we're the ripeners. We're the harvest. We're when things have already come into its flowering. So in saying that, when I'm talking about your glyph and essentially my tribe too, because we're in the yellow tribe, people come to us when they want to get enlightened, you know, when they want to step into their magistry and your son is all about universal fire, enlightenment, and life because the sun is the giver of life. It's got all of our codes inside of it each day. If we can go out and sit in the sun for at least 20 minutes a day, you're going to be getting some codes, baby, for (laughs) sure. And so essentially you're giving off codes as well. You know what I mean? So your whole life is filled with, um, the sun's whole life is filled with bringing in enlightenments and then offering them out to others. The one thing I can tell you about the sun, though, it's connected to the planet Pluto. And I don't know if you know that much about Pluto, but it is it's like the scorpionic planet. Oh, I have a lot of Scorpio placements in my chart. And Pluto is the planet of transformation and rebirth and death. And I always I have the huge Phoenix tattoo on me. I feel like that resonates with who I am as a person. I feel like I have died and been reborn so many times already in my life. And I'm sure it will continue on in that fashion. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, looking at your chart, you know, cause we've done work together before with your charts. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And being connected to Pluto as the yellow overtone sun, cause each of the tribes um, have their own planets, right? They, two of them are like you and the storm are both connected to Pluto. And you have that in your, your Oracle as it, that's your like-minded is the storm. So you've got a lot of Plutonian energy, boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you, I mean, knowing yeah. you, I know that, but yeah, it's very, <laughs> but that's, that's the beauty of it though. Cause the sun will take in all this information And then it will be able, you know, at some point in time to help others to transform. Right. So exactly, exactly why I'm doing the podcast and 
for such a long time, I, you know, the idea of calling myself a conduit, I mean, I learned that through doing energy work for people that it is not me doing the healing. I am simply a container. I'm a conduit, I'm a channel. And yeah, I feel like it is, I'm always connecting people to other people, like, especially with their spiritual work. So I definitely, that all of that resonates with me, of course. And every reading that I've done with you has just been so epic. I mean, all of it. Mm. You have so inspired me to further my own learning about, you know, the destiny cards and human design and all of this is just so, it's so fascinating to me. And it just resonates with me. So yeah, yeah. I'm definitely doing my work. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You've been doing your work for a while. Yeah. And that's the sun. The sun's always doing their work. And if they're not, they're in a really heavy place because I know a lot of people that have come to me over the last 20 years that have been sons and they're in question about like what they should do, where, what, what path they should be on. Um, And, you know, it's like, you are the ones that are considered in the calendar the last of the tribes or 20, because there's 20 different galactic tribes, you're considered the last and the first, like the, as in the, the zero, the zero point shunya as well. So sometimes they see the sun at the top of the list. And sometimes at the, at the back of the list, because it's considered both, you, oh, wow. you bring it in and you close it out. So no, no, so pressure. Resonant. no pressure, no pressure, <laughs> no so pressure. So resonant for me as well. I mean, if we talk about Gregorian counter for, or ca- calendar for a second, I'm born in the beginning of January. Also my destiny card, I'm a six of spades. So it's the card of fate. Um, so all of it is definitely it's, it all makes sense to me. Like it all works in conjunction with each other. That's what I love so much about your readings. They are just, it's all of the good, but it's also like, it's spiritual homework. Like you don't mess around. I love <laughs> that about you. I love that about you. Mm, well, mm-hmm. I've got, uh, I've got a lot of Plutonian energy in my chart as well. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been, uh, my whole life, it's been one of those kind of things where I felt pretty intense. I'm just an in pretty intense being when I go to study or do anything or have fun, or it's just, there's a lot of intensity and intensity doesn't necessarily have to be bad. It's just, I'm, you know, quite intense, but it's because I love transformation so much. I was the first out of all my friends that went and did loads of ayahuasca, like in 2000, the two early, like late two thousands and came back and was like, yeah, it's all right. Let's, you should try it. You know, like if you want to try it, you should try it. I wasn't pushing it on anyone, but I went and did that. So down in the, you know, jungles of Peru, so I could really invest my energy into something that felt like I could really get some transformation out of it. It's all been for the better, greater good of the whole. So I can always bring it back to the tribe because I'm a warrior in the a yellow self-existing warrior. Your overtone, your tone five out of the 13 tones, which the 13 tones actually just equate to the 13 major joints in the body. So it all goes back to the human whole loan. Um, We're all created in in the 20 tribes are the 10 fingers and the 10 toes. So 20 times 13 equals who we are. 
is 260, and that's the frequency that it takes for a gestation period of a child to be born or a birth to happen. So how can that not deal with manifestation as well, you know? So it's like, I think when, you know, Jose Arguez, who's the man that um, brought us these teachings, he was the reincarnate of Pakal Votan, who was the chief time space engineer of the Palenque era in 3114 BC. So someone has to reincarnate, right? And bring these teachings back to us. He says, whoever owns your time owns your mind. And if you really sit wow. with that, yeah, stop the podcast and sit with that for a second, <laughs> right? Because when I, I remember when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, it's so true. Because even if it was a, my daughter's babysitter and I had to be there at a certain time to pick her up before, you know, you know, the needs of everyone else comes into place versus your own needs. So if you, if you're owning your own time, you own your mind back this like finger on the watch type of thing, hurry up is, is so mechanical. And so when, when you're working with the dream spell calendar, you work in an organic fashion with the everyday it's, it's obviously different because, you know, we're working with tomorrow will be the red planetary Skywalker. Oh my gosh, get ready for that day. Cause it's all about like kind of solidifying your manifestations in, in a, in a, in an open, open chalice of all the enlightenments that are out there and all the information and all the Intel that you can. So it's a very broad, beautiful, amazing galactic day tomorrow guided by birth. So we'll probably feel a bit soft inside too. So there's so many ways that you can decode this. I can, I can tell you that I've been studying it for 20 plus years and I promise you, I haven't even chipped away at what I can do and the, and the beautiful systems that are the interplay of this. It's like, it's magic. It's just straight magic. I did do some decoding though, because I know um, that you'd probably be interested in this. You can also add, like I can add you, the yellow overtones um, sun and myself together, okay? And when I added us together, we create as a unit. So that means when we get together on this podcast or as friends or, you know, anything we're doing together, we create as a, as a twosome, a yellow solar warrior. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm already like, woo, energy. Yeah. Right. That. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's a realized warrior. It's, it's, it's like, it's very powerful. Yeah. And you've seen that when you and I get together too. So it's hilarious. Yes. Like it's not, we didn't turn into a <laughs> That's monkey. <why> I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. We didn't turn into a monkey where we're like, oh my God, we're so playful. When I get with her, I'm super playful. It's like, we're like, we get to the down and dirty quick together, Yeah, you know, and get to like, what's, what's needing to be done in this situation. So isn't that a trip? It's such a trip I, when I love it. And then I added, so I also follow the ancient um, calendaric system, the ancient Maya, because they work in conjunction. They work with like, they work as in, as if they were like cogs together, working as two timekeeping systems that work in conjunction. And when I tapped into putting your dream spell, the overtone sun together with your ancient, like your ancient uh, galactic signature is, would is uh, the electric world bridger. Okay. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I know you're like, wow. So it makes sense. Well, that, that one comes from Mars. 
Okay. That, mm. that one, that one comes from Mars. So it's a little bit more, it's got a little bit more Aryan energy. It's very like gusto poof. It's connected to actually war and death. So it's got another whole level of that transformative energy. And that totally explains you to me, at least. I mean, and my Mars yeah. is in Scorpio. So that explains right. me to me. Totally. Well. It's like all, and, mm-hmm. all of it makes sense. Right. So, and that's when, when all of it makes sense, that's when synchronicity is in your face. Okay. That's, that's why we talk about synchronic order being such an alignment with the dream spell calendar, because I can just tell some random person this and they're going to go, Oh my God, that's me. How is that possible? And then, then when we can see, uh, you know, see it to believe it, it be, things become possible in manifestation. So, you know, it's, it's amazing. So then I added your yellow overtone sun with the white electric world bridger. And if you do that, you get a code that's called the unified code. Oh that means, God. yeah. Right. Yeah. And that means I added your yellow overtone sun with the electric world bridger. And I came up with the galactic world bridger. So that is humongous mama. Your, your, your life mission here is to release, let go. Don't hold on too much because when one thing ends, something new begins, but it's it's the, it's the work for you to be able to release and let go when it's taken. And I know we don't even need to go over this too much because I know that you can deliver a thousand things to me that this is probably happening in your life where you're like, <laughs> I held on too long. But oh. then once, once you let go, it's almost like the let go is like, poof, the person's gone from your world. Like, or the thing is just gone because that's what Chef's the world kiss. bridger does. Yeah. Chef's kiss. That's totally me. Once you're out of my realm, you're out, you're out. And I've well, always the world had bridger. these high beings around me as well to assist with that. But I just was having a conversation last night with a friend, a really close friend about, about that aspect of me, of, of how I, I hold on. And it's, this is so, you know, informative right now, because that is my lesson. That is the lesson. So it's, yeah. But once, once I'm, once you're gone, you're gone. You are yeah. gone. Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. that's white though. So if I added that, those two things together and came up with this thing called the unified code, then um, that unified code would be basically your ancient, ancient self, what it wants to teach. And so saying that you're here to teach how to let go, how to release, how to see um, when one thing dies, another thing arrives that's some of your coding. So, you know, that's another whole level of what, you know, that you can be steeping your magic with. Also a whole, it makes sense because it's also, you know, works with the whole aspect of Pluto and transformation and death and rebirth. And I have so much, I do have a lot of Scorpio in my chart. So um, it all is in alignment and there was something that you said earlier um, that made me think of how the, oh, how I'm a son and, and I like to do my work. And when I'm not doing my work, I'm like, oh my God, I literally had this moment yesterday. Yesterday it was snowing in Myrtle Beach. 
WTF? What are the odds of that? And I was like, I'm going to do nothing. Nope. I went to hot yoga. Then I found this crystal shop, had a magical experience. Then I was working on this last night and I was working on some other events. I'm, I love working. And of course, I thought that was all because of my Capricorn son. But now, you know, there's all these other factors to it. But for me, it's like, you know, I'm I'm always doing the spiritual work. And to me, that that is my aspect of having fun. <laughs> but I do have friends that are like, you should like go have more fun sometimes. But to me, this is fun. I love, Mm -hmm. I love doing this. Um, But yes, learning to release and let go. I think that I'm a transformer, whether people want that from me or not, that's the experience that they are going to get. Yeah, for sure. And some of the, um, the strategies that I would tell you as a, as a son, just in general, as your dream spell son is to be unconditional with yourself, to be super unconditional with yourself. Cause the son would want that. <laughs> just be unconditional with yourself first and foremost, mama, because you've, you've, the son has a long journey. Obviously <laughs> it's had a long journey. It's still going. <laughs> yeah. So you got to kind of step into that. Um, we can talk a little bit about um, your six of spades too, if you want for a moment. Yes. I, I have a segue because you were saying I, I I thought it was my Capricorn son, which yeah, there's 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 a lot we can say about that. But I do know that you're you're a six of spades, which has been a card that I have been studying for some time now because I think it's a very mystical card, and I have loads of friends that very close friends that are this card. And you guys are the super givers and the sun is too. It's, it's given to me right now in my windows, no matter what it's here. Yeah. It's always giving. Right. And you guys are the, the super givers, the sun and these, these two systems don't know each other. You know what I mean? But yet they work in conjunction with one another. So if I add your six of spades as a super giver, Okay. And then I look at the the Pluto card for the six of spades is the 10 of spades, which means in your entire life, the thing that you'll be working on the most is being a workaholic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, but yes, I mean, it's all, it's all resonating with me. I guess before we talk about the actual destiny cards, maybe we should let the audience know what are the destiny cards? Like, what is that? Can you explain Mm -hmm. a little bit, elaborate on that? Well, just to keep it really succinct, it follows the same frequency to me as the, the, the Mayan calendar system, the dream spell calendar, for sure. It follows the same frequency because it works on a 52 frequency because the 52 cards in the deck, and then we have a 52 sequence in the, the, the galactic dream spell. So that's why I went to it. And I was just like, I've always been drawn to it. The Magi cards have been interest of of mine for years, and I've seen the system work over and over. Um, I fell in love with it about, I don't know, I I think maybe it was, I was eight years ago and started to study it. And it just like, it just opened my field to so many um, different things. So I started to add it into my readings and it's been amazing and profound and I'll never go back now because once you know what these cards mean, because the card, the card system, the destiny card system is essentially this. There was an Oracle back in the day, day that was used by, you know, Kings and Queens. And it was the, the, the card deck. It was an Oracle. 
we look at tarot, the six of swords is the six of spades. So yeah, so it's like each of these equate to something in some version of tarot or an oracle that helps us to ordain and see things in a different way. So it brings the occult into, you know, out of the dark and into the light. Mm-hmm. So for instance, the six of spades has a king of spades as its Jupiter card. So in this lifetime, you're going to want to know everything. You're going to be hungry like a wolf wanting to know every bit of information possible. The king of spades is the most powerful card in the deck and it wants to have power and it wants to have information. It's, it's the king of spades is what they consider like the last card in the deck before the Joker comes. And so essentially it's lived all the cards lives and it understands a lot of information and Intel. And you have that as your permanent Jupiter card as a six of spades, all the spade, the six of spades cards that I know all are highly intelligent, amazing people that want to know loads of information and have loads of memory stored in their consciousness. The six is a very karmic card the six of spades is, is considered fate and karma card. It's called the card of fate. So in, in that case, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, settling of affairs that will have to happen in your lifetime. There's destined events that will happen to you and there'll be a settling of affairs consistently happening for you. So, you know, this is where a six of spades can, kind of check in and see where their negative habits can create hurtful situations that they'll have to go back in and settle the score. So it, 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 you know, I know many different six of spades. So a lot of raw. Yeah. Kaya raw who has, has channeled the Sophia code. Uh Uh-huh. Several more, several more. I have loads of great friends that are six of spades and you know, each of them have their own little je ne sais quoi. Not everybody's the same. Like you said, you have a lot of scorpionic um, energies in your chart. We know that. So this is more, you know, amplified for you in a way that I'm talking because the heavy influence would be of settling scores and things that maybe that you, you, six of spades has to be careful. It's a karmic card. Sixes are all karmic. So a six would have to be careful for their actions almost every day to set in place that they can work on the highest for the highest good of all beings on the planet at every moment, because they're going to find themselves in situations that would create karmic events. They would have to settle. And this is just, this is, it doesn't make it a bad card. You actually, you guys run into the most coolest stuff on the planet. There's faded and destined things um, that happen to you that don't happen to a lot of people. Now, is it free will? Or is it fate? You know, so you have to, here's the thing. When we look at fate, we can, um, oftentimes fate can be equated with, um, letting the winds just push you around like a bag in the street and calling it art, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, that's, I just kind of like blew where the wind drew me instead of going, you know what? No, today I know I said I was going to do that and I'm not feeling it. Um, I don't think I'm going to make it sister or whatever. Like you may have ordained events that you're, you know, I thought you were going to meet me there. And, and you may call them early and go, you know what? I've got free will. And I feel like that's today's not the day I want to do that. You really have to honor that Mm -hmm. in yourself because you can be blown around sometimes because karma 
is kind of pulling a string on you in some ways in, in the most karma and dharma. Yes. Okay. Karma and dharma. So this isn't a bad card at all. Um, you guys do the best in work too. Like you are the, everybody wants you to work for them. Believe me. It's like, because of that nature, the Pluto card, you having the Pluto card and the Pluto card permanently for you in your lifetime would say that, um, it's the 10 of spades, which is the workaholic card, but it tends a very powerful card. So I would say that, um, if, for any advice for anyone that's the six of spades that temper the amount of work that you do to the amount of, you know, dharmic space that you're holding as well because and maybe they work in conjunction together a lot of people that are six of spades are working in their dharma i know that which <laughs> is absolutely stunning i love it but definitely um a side note for six of spades yourself included because may, maybe maybe some of your listeners are already into the destiny cards is to definitely watch out for escapism and fantasy land that they build the illusory you know, because they definitely build a dreamscape about situations and it's not what they see that it is, you know, all the time. It, it turns out they're like, oh, I didn't see that, you know, mm-hmm. but that's beautiful because they have free will. So the six of spades is always vacillating fate versus free will, fate versus free will. It's, it's fun though. It's fun. I did look at your cards though. And you're the age that you're at. You just turned on, you just turned a certain age. And I looked into that age frame and I saw, I looked at it last night and I think you're, you've got the two of hearts as your long range card. I, this I year. did see that. I did see that. And I did see that next year is, uh, the most, one of the most blessed years. So, Oh boy. That's last amazing. year was a pinnacle year for me. So I know the two of hearts is, it corresponds to relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Of all kinds, of all kinds, yeah. not just the one-on-one, but it's the all, all of your one-on-one relationships. This is a two of hearts moment, right? And so is one with, you know, a partner. And so is one with somebody you find at the grocery store at the crystal shop. Those are, you know, <laughs> and it, it's all about you learning your needs this yes. year in those personal and intrapersonal relationships. So I think it's going to be fun, but most people like to look at it. as like, Ooh, I'll I'll find a great partner that year, which could be a possibility too. But I think mostly working on your own needs in your relationships and how you want that to look, will, I'm sure magnetize that in. Which is completely in alignment. And that's why I love the destiny cards because it's just always in alignment. So it's, you know, it's, I, I just love it. I love the destiny cards and I love the, um, the galactic dream spell, the Mayan, because to me, all of the numerology that you discussed and like how it lines up with the planets, that makes sense to me. It just makes sense to me. Like even, you know, my cycle is typically synced up with the moon. Like I feel differently at different parts of the month. You know what I mean? Like, but it really depends on what's happening with the moon cycle and the, and what's happening with the planets. You know, I feel very much synced up with all of that. So to me, it makes sense because I think it, it blends an aspect of science into the spirituality instead of just like complete woo woo. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. to me, having that aspect, that scientific aspect makes it more real. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we, we, we have a banner of peace, the Rorick banner of peace that, um, we work with in the dream spell 
and uh, that banner of peace. You've probably seen it on my arm before the tattoo I have on my arm with the red circle Uh uh, with the three dots inside of it, the Mm -hmm. three red dots inside of it. And the, the, the circle is it's in red because it's about the one human family having this, we have the same blood. It's like, we're working together. We all have the same blood where we are one human family and the three dots equate to science, art, and spirituality. And so that is how the calendar system that I'm following the dream spell is woven together by science, art, and spirituality. So, and art is a master part of it about, about this calendar system so that we can have fun with it. We can look at the different tribes. I'm the warrior. You're the, you know, my daughter's a monkey. So I've had to really like, I'm very, I'm from Saturn. She's from Venus and <laughs> being a single parent growing up with a monkey in her. And I'm very like, kind of like, as I said, with this Virgo rising, I've been a little bit more rigid. I'm really growing now, you know, really growing, but it makes me more in alignment with where's my things. I know exactly where things are and this and that, and I'm on time and, and she's a monkey. So it was like dealing with a monkey from Venus. Who's like, I just want to love and play and have fun. And I was always like, it's not all about fun. And she's like, well, yeah, in my world it is. And I'm like, well, it's really not. So we got to get the room cleaned. And it was kind of interesting. And then once the, the galactic calendar came into my life, I was able to go, oh my God, I have to give myself a lot of compassion for trying to tell my daughter it's not all about fun to her because it is about playfulness. And she is here to break the spell of delusion that we have, that everything needs to be so this way, the mechanical version of life. And I mean, you know her, she's a playful individual Mm -hmm. on all aspects. She's playful and she helps me to break this. Anyone that she comes into contact with is she's helping to break the spell that they have on themselves because she'll just show them how they can be a little bit more playful or they have to like live with her playfulness for a moment. And then it breaks their spell a little Mm -hmm. bit. So we each have such a amazing force that um, comes along with each of our families and tribes that we're born into. So it's amazing. It really is. Um, I'm just like, I love, I just love, I always love our conversations. They literally feel galactic to me. They feel totally otherworldly. Um, I know that we are kind of approaching an hour. So is there anything else that you want to deliver today um, to the listeners? Well, yeah, I'd like to talk just a minute about the newest fear. The newest fear is um, something that you can look up N-O-O-S-P-H-E-R-E. So we, we all know what a stratosphere is and the atmosphere, but we also have something called the newosphere and the newosphere is the mind sphere. It's the sphere of human consciousness and mental activity. And each moment of each day, we are inputting into this newosphere, each of us collectively as a whole and as individuals. And I don't know, I mean, each moment that we speak to someone or ourselves interpersonally, we're adding to this new aspheric change that's happening each moment. And so the more, the more that we as a collective can put in positive, you know, and move through our traumas and move through our, our the things that we've been holding on to, you know, and let go so that we can let God essentially take the reins of you know, this new, the new systems wanting to be built within us as we see this really intense times here in cosmic history are going on. 
we can be the shift. Even if it's individually at home and you accidentally fell across this because you're from New Jersey and you knew Lindsay way back in the day, you are a part of this amazing consciousness shift. As you know, even if you don't think that you're doing something cool or this, or you're not steeped in this discipline or it doesn't matter because whatever you're thinking in every single moment is being logged into this sphere of consciousness, the newest sphere. And really it makes a difference. You make a difference. Each listener, each person, we make a difference. And this newest spirit consciousness is like, kind of like maybe some people could call it, I suppose the Akash. And, ah, and okay. We, they could yes. call it the Akash. And it's got all of the residing, what's gone on in the past, what's going on in the future. And as we step into this new future, we are working with Marzian energy, uh, which is about death and fear and cults and all these things that, uh, you know, war. And that's been steeped in our past ancestral history for years and years and decades and eons and epochs. And so, Think about those things, even if it's just momentarily and go, is that still sitting in my bloodline? Well, probably is. Mm -hmm. And if it's sitting in your bloodline, there's so many different variations of, of for absolutely free thought that you can have of just going, okay, if that's there, cause I'm from Germany or I'm, you know, of, of Israeli descent or however, whatever it looks like to you, it's, we've all been persecuted at other times in our lives. And these are the times when we can go, okay, I'm going to break free from that. I'm going to break the chains that have bound me and my complete ancestral lines. And by doing that, we can look at the sex crimes that may have been going on in our lives in past sequences. We've, some of us have been in many different lifetimes of, you know, we can postulate on that for years, but it, it's original sin. We've all mm -hmm. been a part of these things that have happened, maybe not in this lifetime, but maybe, but in mm -hmm. other lifetimes we have. So we have to hold on to that. We're a part of it. If it's like, Oh, I don't know about that. Cause I've never been involved with that. Well, you probably have in other lifetimes because we've all been each other essentially. And we've also, we are dealing with a deep amount of false light and abuse of power happening at this time as well. So false light, they're wearing their light versus being their light. So we got to look at where we hold that as well inside of our system? Are we just wearing our light and blah, 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 and not actually being the light? Well, that affects mm. the newest fear as well. And then we also have this, all this corruption with monetary systems and materialism and, uh, you know, the, the time is money value, like yeah. time is money. And so we got to get past that. So, because these are the cornerstones of how we can make the shift. If so, if you're wondering like, well, I'm not going out to any rallies and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. And I'm not, how can I be a part of this? Well, you can do this at home alone. Meditation. Just, exactly. Just start to, even if the meditation is any of the things that, you know, reside in my system from other lifetimes, I, I want to see those moving out. And as they come up and you can feel them, feel them and heal them. And I know it sounds so just blase, feel it and heal it. But it but really so is true though. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even as you're talking and, and how you mentioned, okay, like the six of spade is the six of swords in the tarot, or it's like, you know, 
to me, I'm hearing a resounding, it's all like, it's all one. Like, just like you said, like your tattoo, we're all one. Like we come from the same source, all these different methods of studying who we are and where we've been have all these parallels, just like there's parallels in theology and and everything. But like, yes, like, are you, how are you showing up? And how are you, like, are you, how are you in, oh, words sometimes for me, inhabiting that light? But I just, I'm feeling the huge message, especially after doing a couple of these podcasts now, it's like, it's just oneness. Like it literally is all about like oneness and unification. And it's just been amazing talking to you about all of it. Mm, You too. I love connecting with you for sure. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Good luck with it. It's amazing. I also have a podcast that is called Time to Glow Up with Mama Pacha 13. That's on SoundCloud. You can find me there. Um, I haven't been podcasting lately because I've been doing um, my own like personal project. So I've been um, in my own own work. But yeah, you guys can find me there, anyone out there. And you can find my website at um, Mama Pacha 13, M-A-M-M-A-P-A-C-H-A 1313. Com. And you can sign up for, I do um, kind of monthly newsletters on updates on what's going on in the cosmos and galactically and kind of what I'm feeling in the moment. And then I always, when I'm, when I, when I do a new podcast, I push that out via my, um, my blog or whatever. So yeah, find me there. I'm, I'm kind of keeping low key right now right now, because I'm really learning about myself. I remember hearing a song the other day and it just jarred me back into something. It was, I think it was, uh, it's Lauren Hill. She's got a song. I love me some Lauren Hill. I love Lauren Hill. (laughs) I love me some Lauren Hill. I know. Um, She's got the song called the mask and she's the, the, the chorus is everybody wears the mask. Just how long will it last? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just got chills. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because we're all kind of, we've been masked up, myself included. I don't care how cool I looked in my yoga classes. I had a, a version of a mask on for sure. And just pulling away the mask that we've been wearing as, you know, we're just masked bandits, all of us kind of in a way, because we've been hiding from our own selves and shielding ourselves from our true potentiality. So here we grow, right? I feel like it's like a continual unmasking. Totally. It's just like- you pull one off. Oh, there's just uh, like the layers, just peeling of the layers to get to our truest potential, our truest, highest self. Uh-huh. But yes. Well, thank you so much. Um, I am so grateful to speak with you and have you on the podcast. Um, you know, for the listeners, please reach out to Tammy. If you know, you feel the call, she is an amazing, amazing being. And I'm wishing you all a blessed rest of your week. Thank you so much. See you next week.